The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh! Anybody? John Hawkins baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in place by Edwards. What a great numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. It is Sunday, February 23rd, and you are listening or watching another edition of the Boiler Breakdown after a two-week hiatus or a little step away from the podcast. We are back tonight. It's uh, just myself, Tanner Lee, and Andrew Eiler for the time being. We're hoping Evan Webb joins us. He's on en route to uh, Springfield, Illinois, or somewhere in Illinois. Had a little um, car troubles and getting on the road, it sounded like. So, yeah, hopefully, be mo- joining momentarily. Yeah, so hopefully, he'll hop on with us sometime during the recording. But uh, thanks everybody who's hopping in right now. And uh, like always, this podcast is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries. You can contact them at 574 223 2769 for all of your landscaping needs. Beautiful day out today. Um, definitely got me in mind of my landscaping coming up. So, uh, give them a call and Start planning for spring because I think we're gonna we still have a little cold weather coming. It looks like this week, yeah. But uh, but now's the time to book it. They're now's the time to book it. You're right. Oh. So start thinking forward. Uh, so that's some positive stuff to look forward to right there. Uh, maybe the mo- only positive thing we're gonna talk about on this podcast. Uh, last time we did a podcast, Andrew, we were feeling pretty good. Purdue was coming off their third win in a row a win in an emotional environment at Assembly Hall down in Indiana. And ever since then, they have dropped four straight. Yeah, it's been rough. Um, I don't know. Back to it's the highs and lows of coming off like a 30-point win at, against Iowa and then winning at Assembly Hall, thinking, man, this team's turned the corner. And uh, maybe they did, and they just tanked and went downhill now four straight. And... It, it, it's really hard to point a finger. I think there's multiple – things and we can discuss that here yeah. in a little bit but uh yeah i think everybody was feeling really good after that indiana game mm-hmm. we're getting a tough penn state team at home and penn state came in and just punched purdue in the mouth and credit to them they shot lights out that night i'm yeah, like what really what teams do in Mackey arena they they average like 10 threes a game and they hit nine or ten in the first half or something yeah something stupid yeah it was ridiculous which was partly them and i'm sure there was some missed Missed assignments on Purdue's defense as well, but 
And if you would have told me before that game that uh, Jones, their second leading scorer, wasn't playing, which I did know that before the game, but also that uh, Lamar Stevens was going to get two early fouls and not play a majority yeah. of the first half, I'm thinking, oh, Purdue's in great shape. Mm-hmm. But Purdue found themselves down 12 points at halftime. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like, okay, Purdue's got to get out to a good run in the second half. And Penn State stretched that lead from 12 to 21 pretty darn yep. fast. Yep. Uh, I, I did think Purdue – to, to give them a little credit, they fought back hard at the end. And that game was a late rally, really. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a fake rally, I like to call it. But but they could have just given up, given up, and just got their clocks cleaned even worse. But uh, after that game, they traveled uh, to Ohio State, and that was a game that really Purdue never really was in. Um, there was a stretch where Ohio State was up 12, couldn't make a shot for a while. And was asking Purdue to get back into it, but really Ohio State, I thought, bullied Purdue around that game. Yep. Outside of uh, Jihad Proctor and Evan Boudreaux, both of Purdue seniors that play, I didn't think anybody showed up to play that day in Columbus. I thought Purdue was really careless and uh, just wasn't fundamentally sound that game. And Ohio State did what they do. Uh, they're, they're good at shooting threes. They lead the conference in three-point percentage, and they're a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Purdue just wasn't able to <clears throat> overcome that. That was an early game, wasn't it? That was like a noon. Yeah, it was a noon, a Fox noon, noon game. Noon on the road. I yeah. mean, I don't know, sleepy or what. This didn't yeah. seem into it. I agree. And that's a building Purdue just struggles in. They mm-hmm. had won the last two, but I think Matt Painter's only won there three times as a head coach. It's just a building that – it's a weird building. I've been there before. It's a very nice venue. It's a pro-like arena, but the atmosphere is terrible. Fans just yeah. don't show up. Mm. And they didn't even show up early today against Maryland, even though that was a really good win for Ohio State, um, but just a weird venue. Yeah. Um, and then so and then Purdue went to the Cole Center, a place they've had a lot of success. I think Matt Painter's record going into that game was five and six, which got yeah. better than about yeah. any other big ten coach was, record. I remember they were talking about that. They they I think that was Dockett who called that game and mm-hmm. they said like yeah like five and six may not sound that impressive but nobody won in the big nobody won in the Cole Center the last decade. Yep. Except yep. Purdue. And uh, Purdue got down towards the end of the first half and then clawed back and was down only three at halftime. Felt, felt pretty good at half. Mm-hmm. And then Wisconsin came out to a um, a big run. But Purdue clawed the way back into it, in it and even had uh, two looks from Sasha Stavanovich mm-hmm. that would have, uh, if, if one of those threes would have went down, would have got Purdue up one with about 16 seconds left. But hats off to Wisconsin. I mean, they were 19 from 20 for free throws, including 12 in a row and uh, four minutes on in the game. That's pretty impressive. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due, I think, there. Yeah. No, they, they played well. I thought Purdue played really well, actually, honestly. I played pretty well. Maybe that was just because I'd like Nogel attacking. And mm-hmm. um, he made, he actually, I think, not, I don't know if they call them floater, jumpers, whatever. I mean, he, I just looked, I guess I thought he was better. Six of 12, but I mean, those took 12 shots. I mean, he needs to be aggressive like that. Yep. So I thought, I thought they played pretty well. I was shocked, actually, to see that they shot 39%, mm-hmm. 40%, but mm-hmm. I thought they, shot better than that it felt like they actually were making shots so on the road. purdue was uh riding this three <clears throat> streak coming into yesterday's matchup with michigan a team that's been playing really well i had isaiah livers back who missed the previous game against Rutgers, even though they didn't need him on the road and gave Rutgers their first home loss of the year but he did not he he did not play in the first meeting between purdue and michigan when purdue lost on the road in double overtime he played yesterday Final score ended up being Michigan 71, Purdue 62. And I actually was looking at the stats just before we started recording, and I was surprised to see that Purdue actually shot from the floor a higher percentage than Michigan. It was 40 to 38. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, three point percentage was about even, if mm-hmm. not even. Everything was pretty even except turnovers. Purdue had 12 turnovers. Michigan only had three. That was the big uh, difference in the game, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't realize that. And actually, in Purdue, yeah, Purdue won pretty much everything. I mean, field goal percentage, three point percentage, free throw. Did Michigan shot more free throws, but. Yeah, I miss Michigan made six more free throws than Purdue, but yeah, uh, it's crazy. I mean, Xavier Simpson was 0 for 10 from the field. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in Teske, even I think he had 11 points, maybe 13 points, but 11, yeah. those two guys are usually Purdue killers, and it wasn't them yesterday, it was uh, Franz uh, Wagner and uh, Livers. Livers had 19, Livers, yep, and Livers, the, yeah, it was, and even some guys off the Michigan's got a good team when they're fully healthy. They're really dangerous. They just can't ever be fully healthy. It seems like they're always missing somebody, but they can be definitely a dangerous team. Um, but frustrating. I mean, that's oh, um, man, just that's the four offense. losses now. Yeah, in Mackey in in a year and three in the Big Ten and all those statistics. It's the first time that's happened since the thirteen fourteen year, which was the last time Purdue missed the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's what's frustrating. I mean, yeah, the offense has been hit or miss and mostly miss. Mm-hmm. season but i mean what's kind of frustrating is the kind of the effort it seems like on defense and rebounding it's just very inconsistent game to game i mean you have that dud and ohio state where they just got bullied on offense defense rebounding everything and then they have other games like uh, i think like that when they played wisconsin at home and they just destroyed them on the boards and i mean like boudreau was flying around i mean he's been playing hard no gel they always play hard but mm-hmm. I think they're the only two. Yeah, that's the frustrating it's, part. Everybody I think else the only kind of, two you you know you're gonna get hundred percent effort every night yeah. out of everybody else just kind of disappears, it yeah. seems like it has games where they're just like, Oh, but they weren't even out there. And you know that's why I titled this uh, where does Purdue go from here for this episode? Because the season's even though it's kind of over in a way, it's not over. I mean, they still do have three games and then the big ten tournaments. Yeah. But and that was even it seems yeah. like yesterday. I did, I just didn't think the effort was there and the body language looks so negative. It's just uh I think I think I they know. had Lenardi Lenardi at halftime said that Purdue needed to go three and four in their last four games, including Michigan, that yeah. Michigan game. Yeah. And then I don't I didn't hear what he said about the Big Ten tournament, but he said they needed to go three and four. Yeah. So they still can go win, go three and four, win out, yeah. and but but to be seventeen and fourteen going to the Big Ten tournament, I, I will that say, doesn't feel like an NCAA tournament team. I to will me, say but. though, if they win those three, you're gonna have because um, I believe Rutgers would be a quad one win, Iowa would be a quad one win, Indiana's mm. I think a quad two, but they're um, but would be a quad two I think at home, but still I mean that's that takes Purdue's quad one wins up pretty mm. high. I think if they can get to, uh, Do, but does the Big Ten tournament? I thought they've. I thought I read somewhere that like historically, really like conference tournaments don't mean that much for making decisions, or maybe it's more more of seeding of getting in and out of the tournament. Maybe if you're on the bubble and you make a run, and like okay, yeah, you're you on know, the bubble and you make uh, it to the Big Ten, make it to Sunday in the it, tournament, then yeah, that's gonna make a difference. And I don't know how to answer that one because I'm not really quite sure. Yeah, I don't know. different perspectives and opinions on that. I think if Purdue can find a way to win three games, remain uh, the rest of the way, even mm-hmm. if it's just two of the three remaining and and one in the Big Ten, it's going to be really interesting on Selection Sunday. You think so? If, I if they can I find think a if, way to win four, I think they're in. 
Yeah, I mean, if Purdue if Purdue wins out and wins the first round of the Big Ten tournament, then I would feel like they're going to be in because they've been. I've been shocked that they've been still in, even in this four game. Like going into Michigan, I think they were they, they were right there. One in, like they're, they're not even in the next four out or anything like yeah. that. But that's, it would be three pretty good wins. So yeah, um, I mean, we'll see they're, what happens. They got to turn it around this upcoming Thursday. I mean the. For multiple reasons, but yeah, man. But it's it's frustrating. I mean, it's just week to week, everything can change. Um, big game thing race crazy right now. I mean, I'm gonna pull it up here on my phone. But right, if, uh, if the Big Ten tournament started today, Purdue would be playing on Wednesday. Yeah, I've got the standings up. If you, if it's okay, go for it. Yeah. So it's um, Maryland at 12 and four, two games ahead of Penn State, Iowa, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. And I know they host Michigan State next Saturday, but I think they're pretty comfortably um, going to win the conference. They go – they are Minnesota the 26th, and then they host on Saturday the 29th. They host Michigan State, you're right. And then, they go to, and then they go to Rutgers March 3rd and then home against Michigan. So Mich- Michigan State – and I mean, Rutgers only has one loss at home. That was recent, so I don't know. That could be a couple. But still, yeah, two-game lead with four games to go, so they're feeling pretty good. Yeah. That's quite a cluster, though, for – Yeah, I mean – At 10-6. Well, well, Penn State's had a terrible week this week, losing uh, yeah. at home to Illinois and then a tough one today at Indiana, mm-hmm. which they were down a ton. And then, then they went on a 30-5 to run and then kind of collapsed again. Um, so, yeah, it's a – I'm going to take care of my dog real quick. <laughs> no problem. All right, I'm back. Apologize for no that. Um, no worries. So yeah, I can keep. It is a cluster. Um, you know, it's Penn, pretty ridiculous. Penn State kissed their chance of winning the conference goodbye this week, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, that the loss today really hurts. Um, but right after after that group, you've got Illinois at nine and six, Michigan nine and seven, Rutgers nine and eight, IU, Ohio State both eight and eight, Minnesota seven nine, Purdue seven and ten, and then. Nebraska Northwestern bringing up the rear pretty far behind. Yeah. yeah. Two and 13 and one and 15. Well, I guess if, if, if Purdue could, if they if could Purdue the last minutes. three, but if they were, I don't know if that, they would still be on Wednesday. I guess that wouldn't be doomsday because they could get a matchup or maybe they could win, get another, yeah. but it wouldn't be a great win. That's the thing. So, but I mean, I don't long, know. unless they're playing Nebraska or Northwestern, I mean, I mean, yeah. that, I guess, but. Which is interesting because my dad win. earlier today, he, he wouldn't want to play Nebraska. I said, I'd rather play Nebraska than Northwestern because Northwestern played Purdue pretty tough. Uh, well, definitely tough once. And the other time, Mackey wasn't too bad. And Nebraska and Purdue only played once. Yeah. It was kind of like a fluke. You how, well, well, how well Nebraska played that night was a fluke. Oh. Not that they beat Purdue, but that they beat by that much and shot that well that night. Yeah. We do have a comment here from Skip. He says it's simple. Uh, need miracle close and need a Michigan type surge in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. They have to make championship game of tourney all in all moot uh, point where our rival could sink our hopes. Yeah, I yeah definitely agree that I I don't have very I 
I don't feel very confident this team's going to make the tournament. I mean, if, if they win out, then I feel like they must be playing well and that they could win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. And I think their, their strength of schedule is going to help them quite a bit, and it still has. I mean, they played all of these good teams or tournament teams, it seems like. so. But, yeah, if Purdue loses Thursday, their season's done. Well, and we I all know how well be. Purdue plays a banker's life. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, but but I will say the last time I was in Baker's life, they got to the championship game and lost to Michigan State, but that was a little different team than this team. Hey, you know, they could just lose the next three games and then just win the Big Ten tournament and get no, hot. Get hot in March. Nothing would surprise me this yeah. year, the way it's been a roller coaster across college basketball landscape. I mean, you had number one and number – or not number one. Yeah. Um, no, number one lost. Oh, uh, yeah, number one lost. Baylor yeah. lost yesterday. San Diego State lost. Gonzaga yeah. lost. Wild. Just mm-hmm. wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, right now the Big Ten, it's, it's looking like uh, 10 teams in the tournament. And hopefully Purdue can sneak in and be one of those 10. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a whole lot of faith. But I think 10 teams, I, I think Indiana's pretty much in. I guess if they lost out and lost the first game of the Big Ten tournament, it could be interesting. But I'd say they're probably in now. Yeah, I think so. They've had a good week. Yeah, um, they had a real good week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it's – I don't know. It's just this team is just infuriating. Very, very frustrating. And, and, Hard to watch. And that, that term has become part of my everyday vocabulary lately because of watching this team. It's just – I don't I don't know. It's, you know, I thought it was interesting. Matt Painter said uh, something along the lines of uh, yesterday after the game that he likes our guys, he likes our pieces – but the pieces aren't working well together. Mm. I thought that was an interesting quote. I, d- I didn't really know what to make of that because I'm like, eh, isn't that kind of on the coach? Yeah, coach I would think so. That those kind pieces of... work together well, but yeah, I mean, he's the one. Who, I mean, pick these guys. I mean, yeah. yeah, he recruited other guys too, but I mean, he and that was kind of what he. I seemed like he learned a lot from after the baby boilers to going through those struggles of okay, he's got to make sure that the guy getting the right guys, mm-hmm. getting the right guys that fit mm-hmm. and want to be here. And I mean, I think he does but i mean i guess you can't you can't he didn't had no idea three years ago two years ago that carson was going to go exactly yeah exactly yeah and and leave i mean when he was recruiting him he probably never thought he was gonna be but there's so many other other things i mean harms i feel like harms has disappeared and has regressed aaron aaron wheeler's disappeared Mm -hmm. and wheeler even the games he finds a shot a little bit it seems like he doesn't play at the other end of the floor he doesn't play defense he doesn't box out Mm-hmm. And that's the and that's the one thing I have with Williams. Williams is you know probably Purdue's best player on offense, Trayvon, and, and yep. he rebounds well, but he can't play defense. No, it's almost like I, and I know this would go against you know the historical Purdue basketball philosophy, Gene Katie, Matt Painter, but I wouldn't mind seeing them working a zone defense in the off season for next year. Yeah, I don't know. I would. I, I don't know. I, I doubt. I would. It. I would I wouldn't like it just because the history for Purdue, but I mean, I, I get it. I mean, didn't they, t- they talked about it with Haas too, but I mean, that's very well. They made it work with Haas. Yeah. He, I don't know. Did he's does did Haas move better than Trevion? That's a good question. Bigger body. Yeah. Bigger obstacle to get around, but I don't know. I, I don't like know. Is a little better defender. Yeah, I think he is too. I think he was, maybe he just anticipated better. I mean, uh, Probably just a well, more we'll experience. I mean, we, we might see uh, 
we might see one or two guys leave that we're not as expecting to leave. I, I don't know. Um, what, what's your opinion, looking back on it, of the decision to redshirt Mason Gillis and Brendan Newman? I have no problem with it. I think if if I don't think they were going to make that much of a difference. I mean, they're freshmen that came in. I mean, Gillis coming off of a knee injury and hasn't played basketball in like 18 months or something time, at this yeah. point. Uh, um, Newman, I thought maybe could be a score that they would need, but I mean, it sounds like, I mean, defense, if he's a freshman, it's the same, but I mean, where, I don't know where they're going to play. I mean, mm-hmm. Gillis, I think he's kind of a four. I mean, maybe he'd take Wheeler's minutes, but that's six to 10 minutes a game sometimes. So mm-hmm. is it really worth burning a red shirt? I mean, there was an article that we have talked about, offline about what if Ryan Klein had redshirted and was a fifth year senior on this team, how much better would Purdue have been this year than how much, how much would he add this year than that? He really didn't really, I mean, he contributed some, but I mean, did he make a difference his freshman year? Maybe, maybe in one game. I I recall the uh, Pittsburgh game that year and and the Penn state game, but that was about it. freshman year. Oh, but what year would that have been? 15, 16 was he? Yeah. 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 So have Ryan Klein for one or two games, 15, 16, or have him for a whole season. And actually, I think Ryan Klein would make a huge difference on this team. And, and those things are always interesting to look back on. You know, Ryan Smith was kind of a test yeah. subject or the or the main First, sample uh-huh. case before the Klein came up because Matt Painter always said he wished he would have had Ryan Smith back for one more year instead of kind of wasting his freshman year with only playing in a handful of games or so. Mm-hmm. Um but so, but what yeah. do you think? Uh, no, I think well, well. And the interesting thing is, maybe not a lot of people know this, and I just know it from reading articles in Golden Black and a good article on the Indy Star this week that was on Mason Gillis and Brandon Newman. The, those guys ha- in their families had the final say. Yeah, I know. I've, oh, it's up I hear that every year. It's always Painter and, and the family sit down and talk, and Painter says his recommendation, but it's the kid's choice. It's the kid and the family. The makes interesting thing is, they play two on two with PJ and Grady every single day. Mm-hmm. They are kind of gritty in PJ's projects to get these guys ready for next year. I love that. I think oh, that's yeah. I think it's great. So and that's I'm I mean, I I'm more excited about them having their fifth year, what they're at in five years or yeah. four years now, what they than what they are this year. I mean, I think they're gonna contribute more. And I don't think a true freshman that if Painter thought they would contribute, I don't think Painter would have. Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless he said, like, I want you to play, and they're like, no, I want a red shirt, which I doubt, but yeah, that would be, I doubt it would go that way. Thing, but you never yeah. know. And I'm, I'm assuming the most of those conversations go, Painter says, I think you should red shirt, and the kids are like, well, do I want to or not? And, you know, not that they want a red shirt, and Painter doesn't want them to. I, and for people who are a little upset about it, I think we're going to see a freshman red shirt next year. ED? I think ED. I, I think so. I mean, Especially with Harms and Trevion are going to be back. Yeah, assuming they're both Duana, back. There's yes. no reason to think they wouldn't unless – the only thing I could see, and I don't think it will happen, is Harms could leave and go play in Europe because he is older. He is but 22 I mean, already. I mean, he'll have his degree if he wants – if he's just tired of it, I guess. But I don't see that. He, he seems I, to really enjoy Purdue. I and think he's, having, I, he's not having a season like no. a lot of people thought he would, so he probably wants to come back and have a strong season next year. I would think so. I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure he would have – offered interest to go play in Europe, but because I mean, he's, he's a good player, but I mean, he's just not had. No, I thought he was going to be the main guy this year. And, mm-hmm. and I, I still think he's 
playing through a lot of injuries. Uh, I think so. I think uh, the hip's bothering him, and I hopefully that can get healthy in the offseason. concussion but, earlier at Nebraska. Oh, yeah, I just, forgot about that. I mean, that, yeah. That can I, really, yeah. Yeah. I I know there were a lot of talks about him potentially if he makes a jump because he was I mean he's hitting the seven seven footer hitting threes and the shot looks good. I wish he would like shoot more. Of, touch. To yeah. be honest, I really I wish he'd shoot a couple of game. But mm-hmm. oh, you told me five. I said you told, five. You told me five yesterday. Yeah, I did. I did say five, maybe three. Oh, I'll go I thought five was a stretch. Yeah, would, yeah. If he takes two to three, that would be yeah. okay. With that. Yeah, I did say five yesterday. That might have been just heat of the moment. Yeah, three, three. If he could make one of three every game or something. Totally. Yeah. I mean, even if he's even if they're close, I mean they have to honor it. I mean, he's I don't know, I'm sure he's shooting pretty well. I mean, it he doesn't shoot that many, but I know no. he's I know he's makes them every feels like he's shooting like half fifty percent. I'm sure he's not, but when I read the other day, I was really surprised by this. Produce three point percentage is higher when Harms is on the floor compared to when Williams is on the floor. I was surprised by that because Williams is by far such a good passer. Passer. Yeah. He gets some open looks, but I don't know. And that's one thing. I think this Purdue team is the most poor passing team I've seen of mm-hmm. a Purdue basketball team, at least in a long, long time. They just, they have trouble passing into the in, into their interior. That's yeah. one thing. I think Ryan Klein, yeah, he was a great sharpshooter from the outside, but he's, he was also a really good passer. And he's very – I mean – hard to struggle at it yeah. this year very badly. And that would be right, like having the experience. That, the guy who's – I mean, no gel has played a lot of basketball and mm-hmm. – um, harms, but I mean, it'd just be having another guy, yeah. another decision maker, another shooter, offense, but yeah, another passer, defender, everything yeah. who just knows knows the system. And maybe Ethan I, Morton is that guy next year because supposedly he's a, that's one of his strengths. I, I think that'll help, but I mean, it's well, hard to think that a, yeah. a true freshman. Yeah. I mean, it he's highly recruited and he's a good player, but mm-hmm. it's hard to put that expectation on, on an eighteen-year-old yeah. kid coming out of high school. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's just concerning the guard play, play lately. Uh, you know, Proctor had been playing good, and in the last two games, mm-hmm. he disappeared. Eric Hunter's really hit a bump in the road since Indiana. Yeah. Really struggled. Um, Sasha had uh, you know thirteen points yesterday, but he turns it over a lot. He gets lost on defense. It seems like. Um, seems like he just goes too fast. Like he's trying to do something too hard, or he's he's trying too hard to make something happen, and then he loses his balance and falls down or throws a bad pass out of, out of bounds. And uh, I don't know. I feel like yeah. he's, yeah, they're all struggling. I don't, I can't name anybody who's last like four games. Yeah. There no gel, I, guess. I mean, no gel's playing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't anybody right now. That's every game playing well. It's, and, and that's gotta be frustrating to a coaching staff too. You don't know who's going to show up night in, night out. You don't know what kind of team's got to show up night. And, and it's, it has to just take your toll on you after. Wow. And it's not even like being home to Mackey. He's going to be like, all right, we're playing Mackey. This will be a game that can get on a roll a little bit and hit some shots and play with play with energy and get all the rebounds. But, I mean, that hasn't even happened in the last, last few games at Mackey. So, not not normal. Not normal Purdue basketball. It's a tough season. But. Yeah. Yeah, we got another comment here from Skip. He says, Emmanuel, talking about Manuel Dewana, Harms and both Wheeler and Eastern are frustrated with social media. Critique might all bolt as to lose playing time to true freshmen and retro freshmen stepping into rotation and would love for Painter to uh, shift uh, Juco with long athletic defensive lockdowning and rebounding force. Don't have a bulldog in the paint. Thoughts on mm-hmm. that, Andrew? 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't. I don't really want to speculate on who's going to leave. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't. See. I, I will say Eastern and and Wheeler seem to take the most brunt of the social media criticism. Yeah, and maybe harms too as of late. I I don't see. I don't see Eastern losing playing time to the no. freshman next year. No. I don't see. I see Wheeler. Wheeler, I see, is going to get passed over. I think. I think Sasha he, will not play as many minutes as he yeah. has this year. I think it's going to be yeah, Sasha Wheeler, Dewana. I, I, I mean, he's he's going to get stuck. I mean, he was ideally for him. It was going to be Harms has a great year, blows mm-hmm. up, and goes to the NBA. So then it's him and Trevion and Edie Redshirt. So then he's going. He's splitting the minutes with Williams. But now I think he's going to sit another year behind those two. Plus, you've got Gillis at the four. I mean, I don't, I don't know how tall he is, six eight. I think. Yeah, he, he's probably mixed between three and the four. Yeah, but okay. I thought he was more of like I thought he was more. Of, I guess yeah, three four. But I was thinking he's built. Three. I mean, he's yeah, built. Say he he's like huge. a football player out there. Um, I, I guess that's a good point to go with JUCO. I hadn't thought about that because I'm kind of thinking like what's going to change next year. Yeah, I, I think they're always looking for the on the on the JUCO ranks. Mm-hmm. Just. Juco, fifth year. Fifth year, they've done a good job. You know, Proctor. Mm-hmm. Um, Octius. Octius. Hill. Johnny, Johnny Hill, Hill. Uh, even Sterling Carter and um, yeah. and um, Eric Peck before that. Yeah. Uh, Bou- yeah. Boudreaux was technically a grad transfer, even though he was two years. He was a rare case because he mm-hmm. had graduated from Dartmouth in three years. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't mind going to get somebody like a – like I just I don't know, Butler. Butler always has like a six eight like power forward. He's not he's not big enough to be a five really, but he kind of has to be, and he's just doesn't get pushed around in the paint. Like I'm thinking like Andrew Travis, or now they've like got Bryce Enzi and Bryce Golden. There, those two I think that would be good. They're just thick built guys that I kind of like what he says a bulldog. I think that would be yeah. kind of a stopper. I guess you get one shot, one and done, which Purdue has been at sometimes. On, re- on, but just inconsistent. And I will give Evan Boudreaux a round of applause. He mm-hmm, might only absolutely. have four points yesterday, but he had fifteen rebounds. He plays hard. I, he does. He he gets. Yeah. You get everything you can out of him. And, yeah, but I, it's, I'm just worried that kind of what this team is lacking is kind of just a consistent score, consistent mm-hmm. option. Well, and yeah, we've got five newcomers, but it's a lot to ask of freshmen to come in and say, okay, we need somebody's going to get us 25 if we're not making shots. Well, answer me this question and anybody um, watching can comment on, I'd love to know the feedback for these two questions too. Uh, first one, regardless of position, who are Purdue's five best players? If you had to put five out there to start a game, regardless of position, what five? I would say Trevion, Eastern, Hunter, I'd probably put Harms in like the five, and then the I'd go between Boudreaux or Proctor. I guess probably Proctor. It's tough. I mean, it's it, there's no clear cut five. <clears throat> but even like you said, just five best. I mean, like you can't Harms and Trevion aren't really shouldn't play together that much, and you can't can't put Harms, Boudreaux, and Trevion out there. But I mean, just regardless of position. But yeah, I don't know. That's I kind of wanted to put Isaiah in that, but yeah. No, no love for Aaron Wheeler. No, I know, I know Evan. If he was, yeah, Evan would be in there. Yeah, he'd throw him in there. Evan's gonna say Thursday Thursday is his game. He that's it. He's got a good feeling about Thursday. Thursday's Wheeler's breakout game. Hope so. We got a comment here. Art says uh, Matt Harms, uh, Trayvon Williams, Eric Hunter Jr., Sasha Stavanovich, and Jihad Proctor. His five. 
Good five. Yeah. Um, my other question, uh, late in the game, who do you want the ball in the hands of? That's tough. Uh, I don't I'd, think prob- I'd probably say no gel just because, I mean, he's by – he's the most experienced – in that position, probably, I guess Proctor is too. I mean, probably him or Proctor because they're the two that I think that can kind of get to the basket and more create more. I mean, I wouldn't mind Sasha, like the shots that he got at Wisconsin, they had come some good looks. Uh, but I just think no, I think no gel can create a little more and get aggressive. And I mean, yeah, he's not the greatest foul shooter, but that's the thing I would say Travion because he's the best passer and he makes good decisions most of the time, but but then when you said free throw shooter, shooter. he's a forty five percent free throw shooter. Yeah. So I yeah. think I think no gel because he can get in there. I mean, he can get to like a five footer that looks like a fairly clear look. It's just a matter if he can bank it's it in. Funny but. how much more confidence I have at him behind the line than I do Travion. Like I just don't have confidence. no gel. Oh yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Uh, Skip says his five are Travion, um, mm-hmm. Evan Boudreau, Eric Hunter Jr., Isaiah. Thompson and uh, John Proctor. Yeah, interesting I, five there. I think Isaiah. I mean, before before this four game skid, I thought Isaiah was playing really well and was pretty excited about his next three years. But yeah, and then he's kind of disappeared. I feel like I haven't last. It's kind of hard to get any positives out of the last four games. But and Skip also says Evan should mm-hmm. take the glue guy role like Grady was last year, and I and I think we've kind of been seeing that ever since the Wisconsin game out of Boudreau. Maybe not. Um. I don't know. Grady yeah. just made bigger plays when they needed to be happened, but um, and he said in the hands of Hunter or Isaiah. Yeah, I think I could see Hunter too. I guess Hunter. I would say yeah, if I change mine, I'd say no gel or Hunter. Maybe yeah. Pro- I don't know. I'd be okay with any of those three, really. But yeah. that was just an interesting question. I was kind of thinking yeah, myself yesterday. Like, so last few years, it was easy to answer those. And, yeah. yeah. All right. But. So are you sticking with Trevion? Not after, you, the, not after the how's, free how are you gonna you gotta how get him the ball? Who's gonna get him the ball? Hey, that's a great well, I feel like they defenses are doing a good job pushing him out. Yeah, and then he can get it, but then he has to back down 10 feet just to get to the hoop. Yeah, and then or he throws he, something or, up usually. Yeah. Because he because he has to chuck it up there so quickly because it's about where it gets blocked, or he tries to do like a spin move and travels. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get into previewing the Indiana game, you want to pick the rest of the Big Ten games on slate for this upcoming week? I guess. We actually have one tomorrow. They haven't had a Monday night game in a while. Uh, Nebraska at Illinois. Illinois by a million. <laughs> they are 13.5 point favorites. Yeah, I think Illinois wins this one pretty darn easily. Yeah. One game on Tuesday night. This one could be a really good one. You got Iowa at Michigan State. Um, I don't know. I'll, I was definitely much. not the same team on the road away from Carver Hawkeye. Yeah, and they don't play like any defense. I Michigan State. I, I think Michigan State's going to take care of it all. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, Wednesday night, you got two teams coming off losses. Um, actually, two teams coming off two losses in a row. Rutgers at Penn State. Tough, tough week for Rutgers. Yeah, that's, that's a tough week. one. I don't know. Penn State impressed me, even though they're coming off that loss at IU. They've lost two in a row. Rutgers lost. Yeah, two in a row. that's a tough one. But I, I think Penn State I gets it Penn State. Home. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to pick the home team. Yeah, Rutgers, you Rutgers can find themselves in a free fall. How funny! Oh, my, like Rutgers is in the tournament, right? They're 18 and 10. 
Unless they lose, I mean, if they lose the remaining four games yeah. and then lose in the first round of the tournament, they're right there on the bubble. How would that be if Rutgers, Rutgers if goes from like, this year? They're not getting yeah. in like the next 10 Oh, years. yeah. I still think they'll get in, but it's going to get, it could get interesting. Could get interesting. Uh, and then Wednesday night, Maryland coming off a loss at Minnesota, coming off a big, or a big as in margin win against Northwestern today. Uh, Maryland. Maryland wins that one. I think so, too. On the road. I think so, too. Then you got four games on Thursday. We'll talk about the Purdue-Indiana one, so we'll save that pick. Um, Wisconsin at Michigan, two teams that have been on a roll. Yeah, I would say I, you told me I was shocked Wisconsin was in second place in the Big Ten right now. Um, I I don't – Wisconsin, I, I guess they're, they're tied for second, yeah. Um. Michigan's gonna win at home. I don't. Yeah. Think, I mean, Wisconsin's playing well, but I don't think I don't think they're that good. It's hard I, to pick against these home teams, but yeah, yeah I like. Yeah, I think Michigan's a little more athletic than Wisconsin, but when yeah. they're both hitting shots, they're good teams. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? Uh, what do you think of Howard at Michigan? Real quick, now that you've watched two games against Purdue. I, well, I think he's got a great associate head coach in uh, yeah. Phil Martelli. That's what you Phil, said Saturday. That's right. Yeah. Phil does a great job coaching, and then Howard just kind of there. But no, I'm sure. I think Jawan's going to be a really good coach for Michigan. So, um, it's interesting now that uh, you brought that up. The whole yeah. B line situation. <laughs> yeah, I think we will see him back in the college ranks next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. Um, I guess what one job I could see if they decide to part ways. Watch Notre Dame. If, uh-huh. if they think it's time for Mark, Mike Bray to go, or if Bray's ready to leave, that's one 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 spot I could maybe see. I was leaving. I was a little worried with all of the I when I like two weeks ago. Um, if well, Archie, well, the reason Archie I don't think and, IU would make a move with Archie is their AD situation. Yes, agreed. I don't think I don't think even if they miss the tournament this year, which I think they're we talked about that they're probably in right now. Um, no. I don't think he was going anywhere anyway. But yeah, I agree. But yeah, I would hate saying Beeline at um at IU would be a tough IU. one. But uh, Illinois uh, got a road trip Thursday night at Northwestern. Northwestern should be rocking for that game. <laughs> I mean, the one in fifteen Northwestern Wildcats. Yeah. Um, I think Illinois wins in a close one. It was a three point game the first time they played, I believe. Yeah, I don't. I think Illinois wins by ten. And then uh, Ohio State travels to Nebraska. Thursday night. I think Ohio State wins close. Yeah, I think Ohio State gets that one done. And then Saturday, you got two games. Penn State at Iowa. Give me Iowa. Yep. I'm agreeing with you every game so far. But, I, yeah, I think you're right. And then you got the college game day game, 8 o'clock, Michigan State at Maryland. Uh, Maryland, I don't know. I don't. I could. This would be a game that I could see Michigan State winning, but I think Mar- Maryland at home gets it done. You know, I'm going to go Michigan State just to yeah. be different than you. And 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 it, it just would surprise me. Michigan State start getting hot. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, the calendar flips and whatever he's going to say. Mm-hmm. And Tom Izzo flip. Yeah, actually, is that one still February 29th? That one's yes. still February. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's not March yet. So then they're probably going to lose then. <laughs> So on uh, Sunday, uh, March 1st, uh, this one's hard to predict since we haven't even talked about the Purdue-Indiana game yet, but Indiana travels to Illinois. Uh, I'm going hope, to hope that uh, Coburn just dominates and Io dominates, and I'm thinking Illinois. I'm hoping, yep. I'm hoping right. that's like a I – mean, yeah. 
I'm right there with you. We'll have to uh, get on our Illinois fan friend if mm-hmm. they don't take care of business. Uh, Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State beat them in the first matchup. I think Michigan. Michigan I don't like Ohio. Yeah, I don't like Ohio State really. Well, you're you're a Butler guy. Oh, so. I know, but I mean, I don't even think they're that. Yeah. I don't think they're that good. Uh, I'll take Ohio State. Just okay. be different. And then Northwestern at Nebraska. That's a fun one. <laughs> Over under um, a thousand people in attendance at that game. <laughs> Over, but. <laughs> uh, Northwestern, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska at home. <laughs> then Minnesota at Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep, I agree. And uh, got a few comments here. Skip was picking some games, and Art said he thinks Beeline goes to the booth. Coaching days are in his past. Oh, he is 67 years old. True, I could see that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to have. He's going to have options in college, though. I mean, is he – I just don't know what great jobs – Text yeah, could be open. I don't know if that's really a fit, but I don't know anything about his past. Like, I have no idea like where he was at before Michigan. Like, I have no he's idea what Virginia for Michigan. Him and Rich Rich Rod both went to Michigan from West Virginia at the same time. Yeah. Much. It was kind of weird. Um, he was only at Michigan that long. I thought he. I feel like he'd been there forever. Yeah, and then Art also says Maryland and Illinois will advance the furthest in the dance out of the Big Ten. I could see Illinois. I don't know about Maryland. I mean, yeah, Maryland's talented. I still like – you always talk about Turgeon. Uh, earlier this week, Robbie Hummel said Illinois, in his opinion, had the best chance to uh, win the national championship from uh, the Big Ten. Yep. Oh, I like Penn State. I like Penn State making a good run. I like the way they played this week. That's true. But sometimes that's not a bad thing. So mm-hmm. heading into the conference tournament and NCAA tournament, kind of get to the loss. I mean – Look back, Purdue lost in the uh, Friday night game last year in the Big Ten tournament to Minnesota. Yep. And then they went on a run. So, okay, that takes us to the Thursday night matchup between the 18-9 Indiana Hoosiers, who are on a two-game win streak, against the 14-14 and Purdue Boilermakers, who are on a four-game losing streak. Indiana is 2-6 and six on the road. Purdue is 10-4 and four at home. And Purdue – has been dominating this series as of late. Um, they lead the all-time series 122 to 89, and they have won nine of the last ten against Indiana, including six in a row and the last four at Mackey Arena. The last time we just, we just need to have this this running the entire every oh, podcast yeah. from here on out. Purdue has won nine of the last ten against Indiana. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it turned into ten yeah. out of the last eleven. Yeah. Um, and the Interesting thing is, I always find interesting is the last time Indiana beat Purdue at Mackey was 2013. They slaughtered Purdue by about 40. But Will Sheehy flexed on the paint crew that game. I wonder if Matt Painter plays that highlight before Purdue plays Indiana every time. Because ever since that happened, Purdue, for the most part, has dominated the series. Mm -hmm. I hope. I mean, I don't know. He's got to get him. I don't think it it shouldn't take much, I guess. It shouldn't take much to get him up Thursday night. Then the season's over, but yeah, uh, it's interesting. Ever since that game, Indiana's three and one, and Purdue's own four. It's like one team got mad and one team got complaining. Yeah, I don't know. I think I probably I had that'd be good motivation, but I don't think I don't know how much Painter does that. I think he yeah, more. No, it's just maybe, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. Not, I really, um, really do not like Will Sheehy. I mean, yeah, no, he's absolute. Yeah, 
Is uh, he? Is he your least favorite Indiana player of all time? Or if not, who is? Or who's on your list? I know there's probably a handful. It's always a fun subject to talk about. Yeah, she he's up there. Um, freaking Thomas Bryant. I hated him. Oh, he was a whiner. Yeah, exactly. He was just a baby. Um, Surprised he's still in the league. Does he play much? I mean, I feel like he's. I feel like he's had some games where he. I don't. Like, I think oh. he's still in the Wizards, and they're so bad. I don't even know. Who yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of that many. I don't know who's up there for you. Um, she's up there. I was not a DJ White guy. I thought he clapped yeah. way, way a lot. I don't remember. The only thing I remember about DJ White really was didn't he and Kramer? Yeah, and like have like a jump ball kind of getting into, into it. it. Yeah. And Kramer kind of gave him a chest bump. Yep. Um, I mean, I can go back to when I was really young. Dane Fife. I remember watching him play. He was dirty. Um, Coverdale was. It was always funny. They were alcoholic oh, yeah. and things like that. Um, all the Depot and Zeller never bothered me. Um, I mean, they bothered me because they played at IU, but yeah, personally, I wasn't a big old guy. Yeah, I mean, just because he would just—he scared me every time he's pulling the trigger from three-point range. Um, yeah, well, she's pretty much easy. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I guess I have Yogi. I never had a problem with Yogi. Yeah, I mean, of course, I didn't like him because they wore cream and crimp, mm. crimp, cream and crimps, and don't get me wrong, but I mean. There's some guys that just don't. It's true. Work. I guess thinking about it, I mean, they haven't, like, Sheehy was probably the last one. But, I mean, because, I mean, honestly, they haven't been that good the last few years. There's nobody on this team right now that I really yeah. can't stand. Um, got a good one here from Art. Got some older ones. He said Randy Whitman, Cheney, Alan Henderson, Mike Woodson. That's throwing it back. All um, these, all these, yeah, all these guys that were there last time that Purdue, yeah. Purdue yeah. you played two weeks ago. Yep. Today's the 35th anniversary of the night chair throw, by the way. I saw, and then they were they were making fun of Archie's Bob Knight moment. Yeah, he threw his assistant's clipboard down today when uh, yeah. some free throws. But Purdue won that night chair throwing game, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't talk about that, but um, it's always a fun matchup to get excited about. Um, I, yeah. But I'm it's a always more, a stressful I'm a, one. I'm a lot more nervous than yeah. I was even a week ago. About this matchup coming up Thursday, you yeah, I don't know. I I'm still I'm still. The more I think about it, the more I feel okay. After yesterday, I was like, "Oh, Purdue's going to lose out." Now I feel okay. It's, it's Thursday. It's, it's at home, and Matt just seems to coach circles around Archie. Yeah. What but What do you think? Shots. You got to hit shots. I I just pulled up the box score to see. I'm like, what kind of like what happened? That was like okay. So Hunter hit two threes. Wheeler hit three threes. Thompson hit two threes. You're talking about at Indiana. Yes. Well, every time Indiana was on a run, somebody stepped up and made a play. Yeah. So I was say, what's what's gonna happen? I feel like to for Purdue to win, like Sasha's gonna have to hit like three threes. Well, you know, I, Trace Jackson's gonna get his. Yeah. You have to hope Devontae Green doesn't get going. If he gets going, then then they're trouble. But yeah, I mean, he went he went one of seven the first game. Yeah, he hit three at least three threes today, if not a few more. But, yeah, I'm pulling up his game stats now. But we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully uh, not many fans wearing uh, cream and crimson get in the building. That's always the goal. You weren't kidding on his uh, on Green's game stat. His last uh, five games, 13 points, three points, 27 points, three oh, points, 100 points. I mean, he's, yeah. he's all or nothing. And when he's on, they are tough. <laughs> Um, but when he's off, it's like you want him to keep shooting. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Uh, Purdue's got a limited turnovers. Cannot have as many turnovers as they've had lately. 
Yeah. But, uh, it's prediction time. You want me to go first? Sure. Um, I'm gonna say Purdue wins. I'm gonna say like 74 to 65. Okay, nine point game, but it's yeah. interesting because Purdue hasn't. Well, aside the Minnesota double overtime win, Amaki Purdue hasn't won a close game at home. Yeah, they either smack somebody or somebody comes in and kind of smacks them. That's true. Um. I can't not go with Purdue. I just my heart won't let me in this game. Um, I'll go Purdue seventy-two, Indiana sixty-six. Okay. Does Purdue yeah. have to score seventy points to think to win this game? No. Pretty much? No. No. I mean, it all goes back to Indiana shooting. I mean, they're not a strong three-point shooting team, anyways. But do you Purdue, think Purdue's got to have to hit some threes? Does Purdue's offense kind of – I mean, like, has Purdue had a game where they've been terrible on offense but they've played so well defense and rebounding that it's kind of kept them in it? Or usually it's their offense is trash and they're not scoring and they go on these eight-minute scoring droughts and then the other team just hits everything and they and their lead – they go they build an 18-point lead like that. It's, it's never it, been – Yeah. <clears throat> so it kind of goes hand in hand. Like the good, like the, if they're playing good offense, it helps the defense or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, there's some correlation there, obviously. But and it seems like Purdue keeps digging themselves in these holes, and then they play better when they get way behind. And it's frustrating because, like, why couldn't you do this earlier? Stop digging yourselves in these holes. And Painter even said he, we have guys. And, and when he made this comment, I'm like, Coach, we're only three games away from the Big Ten tournament. Like, this is late in the season to be saying this, yeah. but he said we have guys that just hang their heads when they're missing shots, and you can't do that. Hummel was all that up. Yeah, Hummel talked a lot about that. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And then mm-hmm. I even thought in the second half we had some guys that looked scared to shoot. They had some opportunities to shoot and they just didn't want to. Um, I also thought Michigan had a good defensive game plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, Art says uh, Purdue seventy-one to losers sixty-nine. Mount Harms with two free throws. Uh, I, I couldn't take. Right I couldn't now. handle that. Yeah, I couldn't I handle could. it, but I would take it right now. Harms does usually play pretty well against Indiana. That's I will true. say that. Yeah. So he'll, be, he'll be fired up. But It'll be interesting what lineup uh, Matt rolls with. He he rolled with a different starting lineup yesterday. Mm-hmm. Didn't even see no jail starting. So. See, I missed – I was I was in the office and was driving. I missed the first start of the game, but I didn't know Doctor, that. Hunter, Harms, Stavanovich. Interesting. And who am I missing? That's interesting because I thought um, – I thought Eastern played really well. Yeah. And we Eastern played really well at the Wisconsin game the week yeah, before. So, uh, no gel and um, no gel and um, Williams came off the bench. Hmm. I don't know. If, I wonder if he does that as just kind of uh, energy off the bench. I mean, he's he's changed. Has he changed? Have you had a season that you remember that Painters changed the starting lineup so much? No, I think I mean, he's still just trying to figure out. It's a late in season. It's not going to change. Yeah. Now. he's trying to figure out what combination works. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. If Purdue wins, if Purdue wins this week, gut feeling are they? Do they make the tournament? Or if, even if they don't make the tournament, and say they win two of their last three, and this is one of them, and they win their first round, and they're not, and they go to the NIT or something like that. I know, obviously, not what we ex- hoped, expected. I don't know what I don't remember what your expectation was at the beginning of the season. Obviously, make the tournament. But well, my goal was to get the double buy again. <laughs> In the Big Ten oh, tournament. Okay, you had a little higher expectations oh, than I did. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought I thought I thought we'd see guys progress, but just didn't really progress. Is going two and zero against IU any consolation if Purdue ends up at the NIT? Oh yeah, I mean if 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 that's the cherry on top of the season if they make the NIT, beating IU and and I do think the future is still looks good, but you know you only lose two guys that play a lot of minutes in Proctor and, and Boudreaux, but you are returning the same guys that have been struggling this year. So yeah, and that's I. That's why I'm I'm a little. Oh, look who decided to show! <laughs> uh, we got a question here. It's an interesting one from Art. Uh, would Mackie sell out an NIT game? I'm gonna say no. No, nope. I bet they would. It's still Mackie. I don't know. This is hey, in 49 other states, it's just a game. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, the fan support is great this year, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you 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 were at the game on Saturday, Tanner? I mean, what what did you think? I mean, obviously it's a sellout and it's a big game, but I mean, have you guys seen any any down downturn at all in the fans' support at all at games? I mean, oh, more negative anything? Everybody's more negative and critical yeah. in the stands themselves. Which it, it, I mean, it was there was times yesterday you could hear pin drop. It was it was pretty silent in the second mm-hmm. half, um, but the team was down double digits. I yeah. mean. And teams are starting so, to come in and figure out, find ways to get momentum going in Mackey and take the crowd out of it a little bit. So it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah Evan. Um, <laughs> welcome, by the way. Uh, yeah, we've been we'll be yeah, talking for 50 minutes. We've covered, we've done picks, we've covered everything previous yeah. to game. But anything just, you want to say? We just need your, your pick for Thursday. That's all. Yeah, we, we, need. we need your opinion for Thursday's game. I'm nervous about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, about two weeks ago, I wasn't nervous at all, but just the way we've been playing. Um, obviously, they had a big win today. They had a big week. Yeah, they had, yeah, they had a big week. Um, winning at the barn is not easy. Beating Penn State, obviously, is not easy, as we've shown. Um, I don't know. I feel like hopefully we can turn it around. Uh, hopefully, some Mackie Magic. We haven't really had any. We haven't had a good shooting display since the Iowa game. Iowa, yeah. yeah. I would love that. We could do that on Thursday. <laughs> That'd be fine. Just go get out to like a 35-point lead with like 10, like 15 minutes left in the game. Just like, it's a Tommy or, loose yeah. time, baby. I need some Tommy yeah. loose time. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that those first – I mean, you know, rinse and repeat, first five minutes of the game is going to be really telling about what how the rest of the game is going to go. Um, need guys like Hunt hasn't really – done well last couple games has been super inconsistent to step up obviously we always play better when sasha's hitting um what's so, yeah we were talking no really nobody's been consistent and andrew and i even thought the only two players you can count on consistently getting uh giving 100 percent effort is boudreaux and eastern absolutely yeah i would agree i don't know i don't know if it's 100 percent effort that's that's i mean that'd be a bad thing i think they're all trying like trevion i think plays hard he's just He's just terrible he one in foul trouble. And he's a little put this oh, he's slow on speed. defense. Yeah, he's slow on defense, so it's hard. I mean, I think Hunter I mean, and Isaiah, I mean, they all play hard. It drives me nuts about Trey. No, I understand he gets looks around him. He was six for 21 yesterday. Yeah, it was a lot good. of misses. Yeah. Is he, but I mean, like you said, I think he, he just flings it up there he because he's, he can't get off the ground high enough. Yeah. So he can't really take his time, but, but he's falling off balance and just throwing it up. It's like, yeah. I'm hoping that – And then he I'm shot the air ball that, three, and I thought Matt was going to die. He yeah. put his, hands in his, his, his face in his hands yesterday, <laughs> which I think he did about ten times. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll get better at using his body next year and kind of creating that space and going through contact or getting fouled. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a terrible free throw shooter. But Okay, Evan, I got two questions for you that Andrew answered, and so did some of the um, people that have been watching the show. First question is, regardless of position, who's your five starters on Purdue as far as best players, regardless of position? Regardless of position. So you got to send five out. <laughs> You have five best five. players, just five best players. It's an artist that's six of 21 with two dunks. So, yes, two of those makes were dunks. Yes, thank you. Yeah, some of those makes were, like, or, were garbage time. You know, yeah. Fake oh, like wide open layups. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm seeing some of the comments. I'm trying to not look at what people had said to uh, influence my answer. Five best players. It's sad that I'm like trying to think of who are you know, five. That's experience. my point exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's like, I would say like two. I would say like there were like two. No gel clear. for I mean, sure. Yeah. No gel. Um, I'm gonna throw Hunter out there. I'm yeah. probably gonna put Proctor out there. Mm. I'm going to put Boudreaux out there. How many is that? Is that three? It's four. 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 You're missing one right away. I thought you'd say. Yeah, I was at least in my I, opinion. I mean, I'm. I, I'm tossing between Trey or Matt. Yeah. Um, Not Wheeler. <laughs> if he'd been more consistent, I'd want to. I want you so bad because I'm trying to be unbiased. He's still driving the fan club, man. Oh, yeah. Young Trey. Hey, maybe uh, he just needs, he needs IU as a get right game. He went three for three. He did yeah. play really well out against you. Know. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go Trey right now yeah. just because yeah. I, I I still think Matt's hurt. I did too. Um, but man, he's been. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if, 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 if you're, if you're going to play, I mean, you got to, I mean, do what you can. I mean, you got to yep. sack up and do it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping uh, Michigan did an excellent job of not giving our guards any amount of room to. Uh, Same to thing Ohio State and Illinois did. Right. Same exact game I mean, plan. We got open shots against IU last time. So I'm hoping <laughs> the same thing happens tomorrow or on Thursday, not tomorrow. Um, so if it happens Thursday, then hopefully we can just get some open looks and knock a few down to start the game and really get the confidence going. Because if I'm not, I'm not a huge, I mean, I'm not a big fan of IU's guards for the most part. I mean, obviously, if green goes off, then we're in trouble, but I mean, it is what it is. I think the big thing is just containing Davis. And honestly, I mean, what's his face? Um, not Forrester, uh, no other big guy play Johnson. Race Johnson, race race Thompson. Thompson Johnson. Yeah, he played really well. He's been today. playing well. So hopefully, we can last few games. games. That's gonna be the key is just stopping their big. He's guys. like if, their Boudreaux. Yeah, he hustles. He gets boards. Mm-hmm. And I thought Smith hustled today, which was really weird to see out of him. He never does that. Um, other question, Evan, I had was late in the game. You have one guy to put the ball in their hands on Purdue. Who is it? Ball in their hands or take the last shot. Either one. I mean, it's their decision to make, shoot or pass. But you, you, you trust this person late in the game to make the right decision and Proctor. All right. I, I want him with the ball in his hands. If I want taking the last shot, I'm going Sasha or Hunter taking the last shot. But I mean, even still, with like ball in his hands, Painter already did that with Hunter at Northwestern. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was Hunter who had the ball to make the decision, and he made the right, made the right decision. One. Hit Sasha. Right decision. Um, my, my thought was with. Uh, 
with Proctor's at least. He, he's big enough; he can drive if he needs. See, to. that's what I. I think I said no gel Hunter yeah. or Proctor. Yeah, no gel because so of the same thing. Because I said no gel Proctor and Hunter can all kind of create their own, and no gel can get something around the basket pretty much whenever he wants. It's just a matter yeah. if he can finish or. But but he's a terrible free throw shooter, so that's why I talked myself out of Williams. Yeah. At first, I was gonna say Williams. I'm like, oh, he's 45 percent for free throw. Like, no. Yep. So right there, how many names did we just list? Like five. Like five. So. And then the one other discussion we had, which was kind of fun, uh, your least favorite Indiana player of all time, or you can do a couple. We, we threw out some names. Time. I mean, yeah. We threw out some names. It was fun. Yeah. The uh, I mean, the one just for recency bias is Will Sheehy. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Conversation going in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I've still – whenever I talk to someone about the Purdue IU, you know, rivalries being out of games, I still remember when they, you know, destroy us in our own gym what 2013 when they were really good when she he had the uh and one and was flexing towards a paint crew i've never wanted to jump out of the crowd so badly <laughs> and punch someone in the face of an opposing opposing team that it was will she he um i hated coverdale back in the day mm-hmm. um i was young i probably just hate him because my dad hated him um fife was a douche too i don't, I don't remember oh he was, he was the dirty one of the two he, yeah he was dirty um Least favorite. Uh, like we were talking, there hasn't been too many recently. Recently, I, put, I mean, recently I put been Thomas like, Bryan in there just because he was a yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, he's a good. That player. was what I just didn't like him. Want yeah. I mean, I hated like Yogi Ferrell all deep and all and Cody's other. But they're good. They were they good. Didn't bother me. They didn't bother me. It was just like I just hated playing him because I knew they were going to do really well. I threw um, out DJ White. I couldn't stand ooh, him. Was yeah, clapping. That's a good one. That's a good he one. was annoying. Um, Eric Gordon didn't bother me. I didn't think he was that good for the one year he was there. I mean, he was yeah. he was good, but he wasn't. Yeah, wasn't the savior they thought supposed. he was going to be. Um, yeah, it's probably those mm-hmm. are definitely the ones that come top of my head. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Holes was annoying. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think you said. Yeah. I think you literally said the same names that Tanner said. Yeah, I'm thinking like, <laughs> I'm thinking like Andrew. Come on, man. Um, gosh, I'm trying to go who who else was on some of those teams. I know. That's what I was like. I, I struggled the last, like, thinking. I struggled with thinking anybody but, like, I use, like, best player for the last, like, right. five years. Oh, gosh. I mean, then they were bad for a few years there, so mm-hmm. you really couldn't hate any of them. Yeah, because it didn't matter because they had nothing to celebrate. You know? Yeah. Robert Vaden couldn't read. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be a Purdue player at one time. That. I feel like he's still at, like, UAB playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Don't really hate anyone from this team, um, yet. Anyways, I mean, oh, yeah, that could change on Thursday. Yeah, he... Trace Jackson likes to flex a lot, which is annoying. Um, wasn't a big fan of uh oh, I just blanked on his name, Blackman. No, James. He was, yeah, he was a little annoying, but. No, nothing like he was good friends with a lot of our guys. Yeah, still is. I guess. Nothing like uh, Will Sheehy though, or Coverdale, or no. some of those guys. Uh, switching gears real quick, I got a couple football notes I want to bring up here. I read this on Twitter. This is from ISC Purdue Twitter accounts. So we'll take it for what it's worth. They said a couple notes from various sources going into spring ball. JUCO cornerback Javante Howard is not on campus just yet but have been told he will arrive for the summer. I thought he was already on campus, so that's kind of news. Uh, They have been told to expect a hard shift to the 3-4 defensive scheme with the following starters subject to change. 
Defensive line, Karloff, just Neal and Watts. Outside linebacker, Mitchell and Graham. Inside linebacker, Barnes and Smithy. Cornerback, Trice and Major. And safety, Thieneman and Allen. Key offensive starters on depth chart going into spring. Subject to change, quarterback O'Connell. And offensive line, left to right, Hermans, Craig, Garvin, Jernigan, and Bramble. Huh. Oh, that would tell me I'm guessing Jack's not healthy. Yeah. yeah, they're easing him in. They don't want to put too much. And then I just saw this and brought this up here. Uh, Tom Deanhart of uh, Golden Black has 39 questions as spring football kicks uh-huh. off. Question 39? Yeah. Question <laughs> We don't have to go through them all. I'm just reading them. <laughs> Is uh, wide receiver Ronda more over his hamstring injury? I think that's a fair question. Um, question two to Lorenzo Neal. How's he looking after missing 2019? Question three, what scheme will new defensive coordinator Bob Diaco play most? That's one I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be 3-4. But I, I was – yeah, I guess I could see that. I don't know. I am i don't know if Purdue has the linebackers. It's, linebackers going to be a struggle either more. way, but yeah. I'm I'm hoping Brom and Diaco, I'm sure they're on the same page, that they're going to figure it out and they're going to play what they think is best for their – talent and not just that Diaco's like I run a three four so we're running a three four even though we don't have the talent the personnel yeah, yeah. exactly I think they'll I think they'll scheme around the talent. Yeah I think so too. But. Number four who will anchor the rebuilt linebacking unit? That's a <clears> concern <throat> of mine. Um, be, yeah, Derek Barnes. Number five is sophomore cornerback Corey Trice ready to lead the secondary. Hope so. Uh number six can sophomore Payne Durham replace departed tight end Bryson Hopkins or will redshirt freshman Kyle Billadell or Garrett Miller, assume command. Hmm. I'm not seven. worried about tight end. I'm not good. either. Not either. Number seven was sophomore quarterback Jack Plummer. See much action coming off an ankle injury. Kind of hit on that. I I don't know. Number eight is uh, junior college linebacker Demarcus Mitchell, the real deal. Would be nice if he is. Hope so. Number nine, who will, be, who will be the center? That's a good question because Victor Beach, I saw him one projection, had him back at guard. So. Hmm. And I thought I saw that they, yeah, that him at guard and, yeah, it must have been Garvin. Well, number 10 on here is could true freshman Gus Hartwig make an impact at center? He could, but that's coming and start. True freshman coming. True freshman starting center. center. Yeah. But uh, number 11 is redshirt freshman defensive tackle Stephen Fucho. I believe that's how he pronounced his last name, pushing the pocket. Number 12, will new special teams coach Marty. I forget Baggy, how to pronounce the name. Baggy, Baggy, Biagi? Biagi, Biagi? yeah. Will he juice up the return game? Sure hope so, because that was not a strength of Purdue. Just put Marcellus Moore back there and let oh, him run. He can fly. He won a race yesterday and was the eighth fastest in school history in that race. So, Number 13, will uh, is kicker J.D. Dellinger still booming the ball? Great year last year. Hope he continues yeah. it. I don't see why he wouldn't, yeah. Uh, number 14, where is sophomore Jalen Graham playing most safety or linebacker? Yeah, I was that's what I'm curious about because I was kind of I was I've always imagined uh Graham and Marvin Grant the, the two safeties back there and just terrorizing, and then now mm-hmm. it's become okay. Graham's kind of moving into that linebacker role, kind of. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I like that, but well, and Cam Allen, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so a lot of talent, Sanusi Kane, yeah, true freshman that's on campus right now. Um, number 15, how do wide receivers TJ Sheffield and uh, Marshawn Rice look coming out of red shirts? 
the whole wide receiver crew is going to be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. And number 16 is our early enrollees, uh, wide receivers Malik Carr and Abdur. Abdur Rahman, Rahman Yassin. Yeah, he's got it. Uh, how are they looking? Um, number 17 is junior college Javante Howard, a plug-and-play corner. Well, according Hope to so. the ISC Purdue account, he's not on campus yet. So we'll have to see how that plays. Number 18 has quarterback Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell improved. 19 are redshirt freshman linebackers uh, Kali uh, Saunders and Jacob Wolberg ready to step up. Once again, concerned about the linebackers. Number 20 is redshirt freshman uh, running back. He redshirt? Dewan Hewitt ready to challenge for playing time. I thought he, he must enough that he didn't redshirt, but he must have just he played, must have played game. four. I think, he, I think he just got under. I, I okay, know, good. That's good news. Yeah. Number 21, a sophomore wide receiver. Milton Wright improved his hands. I sure hope so because I think think he can be a force. Number 22 is junior Jalen Alexander, the leader at linebacker. A lot of linebacker questions. (laughs) Number 23, how is redshirt freshman quarterback Paul Pafari developing? That's a good question. Number 24 is defensive end George Karloffis, bigger, stronger, and better. Well, he was at him and David Bell. Him and David Bell got recognized yesterday for uh, the academic awards, and they both got a great standing ovation. He looks bigger. That's good. I mean, I know that's not surprising. Pretty young for his. I mean, great, isn't he? Was he pretty young for his grade? Mm -hmm. So he's still. I I think so. I. Yeah, and he. They have things said that when he came in, he worked out real hard. I mean, he was in the gym, and I. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Is uh, Derek Barnes playing more linebacker than defensive end? If they switch to three four, he's going to have to. Mm-hmm. Can redshirt freshman Dante Hunter become a force off the edge? I sure hope so. Mm-hmm. Had high expectations. <clears throat> so it sounds like sounds like Purdue's going to be young again. <laughs> yeah. Our junior these, corner, yeah. our junior cornerbacks, Didrick Mackey and Kenneth Major, more consistent. I hope so because they struggled at times last year. Um, is redshirt freshman safety Marvin Grant being physical? I thought that's what he was—a physical mm-hmm. safety. So. Yeah, see, so we'd be healthy. How much bigger and stronger is sophomore safety Cam Allen? Is sophomore punter Brooks Cormier more consistent? Big leg, but he wasn't very consistent at yeah. times. Which young offensive lineman will step up? Redshirt mm-hmm. freshman Cam Craig or sophomores Eric Miller and Will Bramel? Can early enrollee safety Sanusi Kane make an impact? Is senior Samisi Fakasiiki? <laughs> Play, playing defensive end or linebacker. He was kind of a hybrid last year. Yeah, I like this one. Is junior running back Xander Horvath pounding people? <laughs> uh, how will wide receiver coach Demarcus Shepard manage his abundance of talent? That's a lot of talented wide receivers and can't play everybody. Is senior uh, fifth year senior offensive tackle Grant Herman's dominating? Hope so. Mm-hmm. Our sophomore defense tackles Lawrence Johnson and Jack Sullivan ready to emerge. Is senior defense tackle Anthony Watts his usual feisty self? And is sophomore King Doru the alpha dog at running back? A lot of questions to be answered. 30 yeah. of them, actually. <laughs> and, a, uh, a lot of them about like freshmen, sophomores. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, a lot of sophomores expected to contribute. And unlike uh, the years past, there's only two open um, spring practices to the public, whereas the last few years is pretty much every practice. When does so there's only two before the spring game on April 4th. When does spring practice start? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yep. Is it tomorrow? <clears throat> yep. So hopefully it's, it's good. 
something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, something else to read when we're mad like we are right now. Yeah, it's called basketball world. So ready, ready for football. So uh, closing thoughts. <clears throat> I was uh, this to add salt to when I was watching the uh, um, Arizona Oregon game last night. Zeke Naji looks pretty good. Yes, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, at least Francis was, Okoro does not. Yeah. He does not look good. He at played a he lot does. and had like four points. Yeah. And he had a lot of – he fouled out, and a lot of his fouls mm. were stupid. I watched that whole game, and there was multiple times like, yeah, that would have been nice to have. That was not a good game. We were, we were ever going to get him, but yeah, that was a really good game. Oregon's point guard is phenomenal. And Tiger Campbell's playing really well for yeah. UCLA yeah. too right now. Mm. So we tried everything to get him, and he just didn't want to come. So Yeah. Uh, closing yeah. thoughts, just freaking win. I'm tired of this losing streak. Got one game this week, which I like one game weeks. Mm-hmm. It's at home against your rival. Just dominate them. Take care of business. Then we'll worry about Iowa and Rutgers because yep. what, what, what do you think Purdue has to do to get in the tournament? Uh, Andrew and I have discussed this, but what do you think realistically they have to do? Realistically? Like they're 14 to 14 right now. What do they is, do? They win the next three. Are they okay? Is it the next three and one game in the Big Ten tournament? Is it more than that? If we can steal, I really don't want to see it to win all three. But I feel like you have to, and that doesn't make me feel good. Um, I think I think you have to. I'm really wondering what happens if we win the home games and then we get. I don't know where that would put us in the Big Ten tournament. We're eleventh uh, right now. Right. Twelfth. Um, Twelfth. Are we? Yeah. Um, but if we can, I think, win the the Thursday game, whether or not we play Wednesday or not, but if we can win the Thursday game, I, I really wonder if we can get two of the last three and then, you know, whether it be one game or two games in the Big Ten tournament, you know, as long as you win that Thursday game, I wonder where that would put us. So, so that'd be 17 and 16 overall. So that'd be two more losses. What sucks is there was a lot of bubble teams last night who lost as well. And if we just would have won, it would have uh, put us in a nice position. I seventeen and sixteen. I don't. I don't know. That's what I can't get over. Like, yeah, Purdue's resume is okay, but like, I thought Doc had said something. Teams who had some seventeen. There were teams who had seventeen wins last year who were. What's what's crazy to me is Purdue's still in the discussion, and a team like Notre Dame, who has a decent record, isn't even getting any bubble talk. But they haven't. They just haven't beaten anybody. It's just wild to me. I don't know. It's just. Uh, Well, the fact that you know you look at someone like Indiana who we're playing on Thursday, they've got what like five or six wins against ranked teams, um, are definitely on the right side of the bubble. I don't know if they're really even considered on the bubble right now. Nah. Um, Not today. You still have like these metrics and the net are favoring Purdue. You know, way more than they are Indiana. Uh, Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, up, yeah. Purdue doesn't meet the eyeball test right now. I can tell you that much. Nope. But they can't get off its move until ten seconds left on the shot clock. Right. Very yeah. frustrating. That's yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I mean, if they win the next, like I said earlier, if they win the next three, and then win one in the big term, I definitely think they're in. If, yeah. yeah, I agree. But, but I'm That's with you. The, 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 the two. And then either one or two in the Big Ten, that's where it gets interesting. So yeah. I, we, we need some help at that point. Or any, I, you need help and you need everyone who's going to win their tournament. You need the favorites to win, to win the conference yeah. tournament. Which you don't did not need happen like last a year. small what, conference. It yeah. happened last year with uh, – that's why Indiana kind of got screwed because – Well, they also lost like nine straight last they year. They did. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, like towards the end, like they were they were definitely on the right side probably mm-hmm. going in. But then you had those smaller conference tournaments and you had someone like – I think Gonzaga lost their tournament. 
Was it Gonzaga? I feel like it was one of those West yeah. Coast teams. Yeah, because they lost to St. Mary's. Mm. And Gonzaga was the overall favorite. Mm. I think St. Mary's was kind of one of those on the bubble teams. Well, and right now, that conference is going to get Gonzaga and the BYU in. Yeah. They can't, it, we can't afford another team to win that conference no. outside of those two in the conference tournament. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Definitely a position we haven't been in a while, really since 2013 14. Yeah. I mean, we were in the tournament in 15, 16. Right. right, 14, 15. On on the bubble. I remember we we, we thought we were on the bubble in 14 or 15. No, 14, 15. We got the nine seed. Granted, we were in the. I would say the last time Purdue was kind of on the bubble was back 06, 07, going into the Big Ten tournament with Carl Landry. Those guys, Kramer's in, Kramer, in to beat Iowa, and then and then, and then they, that pretty much got a man. Yep. Yep. Landry punched, got like an and one, and was punching the the padding on, on his. Yeah, case. but this is this is unfamiliar territory. Assuming mm-hmm. Purdue can win a couple, I mean, right. they could yeah. lose the next three and lose in the first game, big the tournament. Not make the NIT. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see. And Art says he's going to scout Jaden Ivy for. Well, Lemire's last home game Wednesday night. Nice. Hope he, hope he plays. Yeah, hope he has the boot off. Yeah, he he was wearing a boot, pictured wearing a boot, but he responded to somebody on Twitter and said it's nothing major, so we will see. But it's always concerning when somebody's in the boot. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just I don't have really anything except uh, boiler up, hammer down, and beat the losers on Thursday. <laughs> mm-hmm. For what, a seventh straight time? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Keep that streak going. Can you put that graphic on the bottom there again, Tanner? Nine of ten, yeah. Yeah, I'll have it run one more time. (laughs) Nine of ten against Indiana, including six in a row and the last four. There we go. That's the end of the podcast. Keep it alive. 